With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Um, first of all, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hope you all had a lovely time. Um, and this is coming out before New Year, so um, I hope you all have a great New Year. Um, and before we go into that, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast over the whole of 2022. It's wild to think that it's been going on for a while now um, and it seems to be picking up some steam. Got some exciting things happening on the podcast for next year. Um, but we will still be here on a weekly basis. So if this is the first time listening, go subscribe, give us a little review wherever you're listening or watching. Um, if you do listen on listening, you can, there is a video side of the podcast that you can go and watch if you want. Um, if you want to see my beautiful bearded face and the beautiful artists and people, business people we have on this podcast. Um, anyway, I will stop rambling on. It's podcast time, and this week I have the one and only James Mack involved on the podcast. So James Mack, I have known for roughly around eight, nine years. Um, he is one of the owners of a PR and radio plugin company called Listen Up, initially based out of London, still have their offices in London, still work London and Europe, but they also moved to North America, um, a few years back, um, I think seven years ago, we found out that in the podcast, um, James has had a very successful career in press, um, also works in artist management and is the reason why you guys as listeners, as fans of artists, DJs, hip hop artists, rappers, everyone in the music industry are on magazine front covers, um, late night shows in on TV, uh, YouTube shows, Instagram, press companies, blah, 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 all of the press that you can ever think of. James and his team is one of the reasons why these artists um, are on. So I thought it would be really interesting insight to get him on the podcast and talk about the press side of the, of the business um, and just to hear somebody else's perspective on how the business is and how it works. So without further ado, James Mack. Mr. James Mack, what's cooking? I'm good. What's going on, Will? You all right? Yeah, good, mate. I was just listening to the Malgrab Boiler Room, actually. It's really fucking good. Banger, yeah? Yeah, mate. I, I'll be honest. I never really listen to DJ sets because I'm like not that fussed about them. <laughs> <laughs> right. um and that one is really good so i'm impressed all right i'll stick it on my list yeah it's good it's a good what one you got there what, what, are you, what are you cracking there it's called dash water mate it's good. um england's version of Lacroix. oh yeah mate 
pinkies yeah, up. I've never really got into the LaCroix la, la, la or LaCroix. <laughs> 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 it was fucking busy. <coughs> no, I like LaCroix or LaCroix or however you say it. Yeah, is that that's on the rider? It is actually. It is. Yeah. Love that. <clears throat> With Ryan's Guinness. Is he got Guinness on your right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most un-American thing as well. Um, He's an interesting one, that yeah, one. He isn't is, he? Isn't he? Guinness he is. on the rider. What a lad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I always I always turn up to clubs and there's Guinness and I always forget that Ryan's put it on. I'm like, who the fuck's drinking Guinness? <laughs> no one drinks Guinness in a club. <laughs> Do you though. have alcohol when you ride that? Just for like friends yeah, and whatever and stuff and yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, That's good. Yeah, I guess you gotta look after your mates, don't you? Well, exactly. You want them to if they drink, you want them to have a good time, don't you? So I can't just punish everybody else because of my life choices. Well you can punish them with Guinness. That's what sounds like what exactly. Ryan's doing. <laughs> Guinness and tequila. <laughs> it's the worst combination ever. <laughs> How's life anyway, man? I haven't spoke to you for a while. I know. It's been a minute. Uh, life is life is very good. Uh, yeah. Currently in LA. Uh, obviously, this is where I live. Yeah. How are you finding that LA yeah. lifestyle? You've, you've been there a while now, haven't you? Three years? I've been here a long time. Uh, seven. What? Next February. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a minute. Jeez. Uh, it's either... It's, yeah, I enjoy... I enjoy life here. I enjoy work here. Mm. My family enjoys it yeah. as well too. So, yeah, it's uh, I find it a very exciting place mm. to be based. Uh, well, I remember because I before I guess let's talk about a little bit about what you do because then people kind of get it um, what the conversation is about. But when I've worked with you guys as listen up for my whole career i think um for the last like 10 years um when we were working together when you first moved to la and the whole plan was to kind of grow listen up as a pr agency um and everything else you guys do in in america as well as what you were doing in the uk and europe um how did that go uh it went very well off the bat yeah. Uh, which result, which resulted in my move out here. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> we first started off the business. We first opened up the North American office in LA. Mm. I would say seven and a half years ago. Yeah. So probably prior about eight months prior to myself moving out here. Uh, that was a very interesting eight months for me <laughs> uh, because I was obviously I was spearheading our all of our biz dev uh, and just the growth that we wanted to achieve in North America, but I was based in London. Yeah. So my, I would kick off my UK day at 9am and then it would kind of get to six o'clock and it'd be like, okay, cool. Uh, North America work day starts now. Yeah. So, uh, so that, <clears throat> so that was, uh, there's a lot of hard work involved in that, but I think it, that hard that hard work paid off from the get go yeah. for us and uh, and the clients that trusted in us uh, to come on board to handle their 
will have a more hands-on approach yeah. to their North American uh, PR promotions, mm. if you will. Uh, and, you know, I think in terms of the growth of Listen Up in North America, I mean, it it needed one of myself or uh, my business partner, Luke Neville, yeah. to to move out here. I think that if you want to grow any business, you've got to have kind of boots on the ground, mm. yeah. if you if you will. Uh, as an uh, as an owner, uh, and well, yeah, I I drew the short straw on that one. Yeah. So uh, was it literally um, between you two, or was it like, no, I want to move to LA? Different life circumstances, yeah. isn't it? Totally. So, yeah. uh, so uh, my business partner Luke, he he has children in school, and my wife works in the music industry at the time, and yeah. she got offered a very exciting role to be based out of LA too. So it just uh, timing works out. Mm. The, the timing works out well for my family yeah. uh, and obviously for, for my own career aspirations and the aspirations of what I wanted to achieve in terms of growth for, for, for Listen Up. So, yeah. yeah. It's really interesting because PR has evolved over the years. Um, I want to go back to like the very beginning of how Listen Up started as a company with with you on the PR side of things and Luke on, on the radio plug-in side of things. How does that start? How does a company like that start? Uh, well, you kind of, I'll take it back a little bit further mm. into, into, please do. I mean, I mean I've been self-employed now for, for, tw- for 12, 12 and a half years yeah. now, but pretty much my, my whole career yeah. or the bulk of my career today, I have, I've owned my own business and I've been my own boss, yeah. uh, <clears throat> which I love. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but obviously I, I had to kind of learn my chops somewhere, yeah. if you will. So learn my trade, learn the ropes. Uh, and I did that fabric mm. in London. I was, I was very fortunate to gain an internship there at a, uh, straight off the bat coming out of university. Uh, I mean, I essentially just kind of, there wasn't an internship there. I just kind of just stuck around for six months until, <laughs> they, until they kind of gave me a job. Yeah. Uh, but that was in the PR department. Okay. I've done various other internships before that, but I knew that kind of after whittling it down, I knew that like, I knew that PR was something that excited me. Yeah. Uh, all aspects of PR <clears throat> and promotions, but that was what I kind of laser beamed into. Uh, and yeah, that was where I kind of learned and plied my trade. I learned the ropes, started off as an intern. Yeah. At that moment in time, online press wasn't even really a thing. Not at all. It, no. Essentially, you were, you were, pre- at Fabric, we had the record label as well, too. So, yeah. and obviously the, re- the, 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 the mix series. So, I'll be printing off 801, we call them one sheets. It's just yeah. a press release on a piece of paper. I'll print off 801 sheets a month, fold them three ways, <laughs> stuff them into the promo, stick them in stick them in a padded envelope, print off 800 different stickers to various different freelancers and uh, and editors or across the globe, and then you would just send them out for, obviously, for, a, I mean, the amount of money you must spend on posters is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and and you and we were sending out a very, a very, very specialist product yeah. as well too. And this isn't a, 
this isn't a Taylor Swift new album that you're posting out. This is like this is this is this is fabric whatever yeah. mixed by John Mark or like <laughs> Dippy and Halo. Like we still sent that. Didn't matter what it was, whether it was whether it was like I don't know whether it's something more from a more established act where it was very very niche. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'd still send still send it out to the same people and uh and I think they appreciated that, obviously. So being able to get the whole series and hear the whole series. But anyway, but my journey started there yeah. and that's how I kind of looked and that and and that evolved into uh well print press was obviously it's obviously still such a massive strong medium, but the online press wasn't really even a thing then. Mm. Uh and I really honed in on the blogosphere and hypersheen. Okay. Yeah. And this was a time when it was the kind of whole like new rave electro yep. sound that was that, that that kind of come to fruition and was very popular and also started to become very popular in North America at that time too. Yeah. So the whole like headbanger, modular records thing. Every territory had their like Blockhouse days. Yeah, block had their champion brand, yeah, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Uh, they, they, that, musically I mean, that was great. That was fucking amazing. Oh man, oh, I, had so such much a, fun. I had such a fun time. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, yeah, and developed my own contact database mm. from there, just through relationships, just through hitting people up and yeah, yeah. exchanging good music, exchanging music and things that you're into. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of how it started for me. So I started my journey in online press specifically in became really honed in on that specific area yeah. uh, and was very fortunate working at that venue and working on a different mix series every month, having artists come via the venue on a weekly basis. Then luckily wanting to get involved in PR and promotion yeah. around their appearances because it was, well, one of the, arguably one of the best venues in the world ever totally. still is today, yeah. uh, and won numerous accolades to support that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they, so that my the the relationship that I was able to build from an uh, from an early point in my career was very strong yeah. with them, and there was a very strong there was obviously there was obviously a very strong, kind of strong bond of trust mm-hmm. there that I was always. I wasn't going to put them forward for any opportunities that that wasn't right yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was always quality that was being brought to the table, and obviously, I had a great. I was coming from a great position in order to do that because obviously the the institution that I was working yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I worked my way through, uh, through kind of up the ladder at that venue, if you will, and. Uh, there wasn't any further room for me to grow there, so I just decided to I just I decided to to leave and take a punt at doing my doing my own thing mm. and setting up my my own PR company specialising in uh, online online press yeah. specifically. Uh, I was very fortunate in the first week of setting up that business, I was able to have a pretty strong roster off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I think I took on. Casper dubstep was obviously yeah, massive huge. in those days. Uh, and we just come off the back of the fabric CD for him. So Amazing. I took on Booker Shade, I took on DJ Markey, and these were all clients wow. that like just trusted me as in as a kind of a young 20-year-old <laughs> uh 
to handle their global PR. Like, Little did they know. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so my own business specializing in, in online PR, which was just myself and an assistant. Yeah. Again, like North America thing. It went, it went very well off the bat. Yeah. Uh, and I did that for six months. And, uh, and my then girlfriend at the time, who is my wife, uh, she uh, she was an, she was an up and coming music agent at the mm. time. Uh, she said uh, she was working in the same office as Luke Neville, my business partner. Listen yeah. up, at that time was just a radio plug in business. Again, very similar to mine, just him and an, him and yeah. an assistant. So you guys would meet. There might be some opportunities for you to work together on some projects. Uh, we had no knowledge of each other yeah. really, or 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 our expertise or what we was working on. Uh, we just hit it off, yeah, off the bat from the get go, and I think it wasn't even a question of like, oh, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. It's let's do something together, yeah, and yeah. let's do it now, and let's not wait around. Yeah, you're you are you are becoming very successful in your area, in the same to me. Yeah, uh, let's forge a partnership mm. and just see where it, just see where it goes. Yeah. And, well, that was it's coming up to twelve years ago now, Amazing. so. Uh, yeah, and the business has grown to the, the size that it's, that it's grown to. Yeah, how many so, people do you employ yeah. now? Got 30 nice. across both LA and London offices. So, yeah, it's a fair, few. <laughs> <laughs> fair few. So, uh, I think with that, you've got to have a very solid HR and infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, and just a, a very solid hierarchy in yeah. terms of the business. Uh Behind the scenes, we have an accounts manager, we have a finance, we have an in-house accounts manager, we have a financial advisor, we have a head of HR at the business. Mm. Uh, we uh, we have various company directors, we have various department heads, deputy heads. Mm. So, in a sense, everyone has a has has a core team to manage. Yeah. And if you don't have that in place. And everyone's just looking to one individual or a yeah. couple of individuals, the kind of the top of the. It's just I don't know how you can have a business that size in a sense, or how you can grow it even further. Well, you can't. Delegation is so key in business, right? And it, there comes a point when you have to delegate to others and report to others, and there's going to be people that probably don't even get to spend much time with you, if that makes sense. But that's the whole point of running a company. And you have to get, you have to start from the bottom and work your way up because otherwise you you guys can't do the important stuff, which is actually running the business at the top. If you're dealing with daily menial stuff that somebody else, somebody else can deal with, and that's what you're paying them for. Well, everyone has a role to play exactly. in the business, yeah. don't they? And I would love to, uh, uh, coming from the position where I came from and where I started, yeah. I would love to be able to give. Uh, even more of my time than I totally. do to our junior staff. Yeah. But everyone has a role to do and a role to play in the business for its continued success and growth. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you. I think as a business owner or a director or a department head, you give as much as you can. And I think the majority of our staff that listen up, they have, I mean, they've all come from either assistant roles or internship roles yeah. that listen up. Uh, Charlotte, who's the director of our LA office, she first started off as my personal press assistant. Yeah. 
for me, when I was still very actively pitching mm. projects or very hands-on with uh, pitching projects, uh, Dujon the same, who's our director of our London, who's a director of our London office on the press side of the business, he started off as an intern yeah. as well too. So, uh, yeah, I think that kind of that, that care from growing someone from yeah. their entry level point in their career to hopefully taking them as high as they can as go. far as they can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah in your business. So and we've had many staff that have worked for us that have that, that have left and have gone on to do amazing things mm-hmm. as well too. I think uh, that's the goal, right? I don't know I don't know for you, but like for me is just to see everybody around you do as as be as successful as possible and you don't really ever want to hold anyone back because it's just pointless no one wins no exactly so that's it yeah. uh, if uh, if someone wants to move on from your business and try something new then uh then and you can and you can end that relationship on uh on as best as amicable terms yeah. then i think you should support them Oh yeah, in their new endeavours. Yeah. So we've had numerous staff that have left and they've gone on to set up their own yeah. businesses and their own PR companies, and some of them have grown them to have uh, to have a number of staff, and some mm. of them they just they feel more comfortable working on their own as an individual with totally. just a, a kind of a, a set number of projects. Yeah. And uh, and I'm and I'm very proud that they were they, that they was able to kind of learn and apply their trade. Mm. Uh, at my business at yeah. an early stage in their career and they've gone on to do something else yeah, uh, yeah totally i think it's i think it's super important and i think it, it goes back to like what you were at fabric like if you didn't move on and you stayed there you'd still be there today and not and twiddling your thumbs wishing for the best and i think everyone's aspirations or not everyone's but if you want to aspire if you aspire to be do something bigger then just fucking go for it yeah definitely go for it it's like it's mad um how how has pr changed in the 12 years you've been working it to now uh i kind of touched on the early stages of my career with uh how you distributed promos but how think how how have things changed over the last 10 to 12 years? Uh, trends come and go yeah. with regards to a client's wants and needs. Mm. Uh, I think that uh, I, I still feel, even though it's the numbers of titles that are out there and obviously their circulation figures globally are diminishing more, I still feel print is very important yeah i think that of a very solid piece of print press whether that's a multi-page feature or whether a cover feature can still have a massive can have a massive effect in an Mm. artist's uh career growth if you will uh and as a piece of ammunition for their various endeavors of their business uh for example, uh, we uh, Fisher's a long-standing client of Listen Ups. We've worked Paul mm. since since day dot, yeah. Uh, and we've been through all manners of crazy journeys with him, Grammy nominations, award ceremonies, IB for residencies, 
magazine covers. Yeah. Uh, we just had a really fun moment with him, though, whereby we did a feature with a newspaper called The Australian mm-hmm. uh, in Australia. Yeah. Uh, that's their equivalent of the Times, if you will, New York Times or Sunday Times yeah. and Odd Times in England. And that 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 feature, it was a journalist called Richard and he shadowed Paul and I went to Ibiza and shadowed him there. Mm. Uh, they were so enthusiastic of how the piece turned out. It was only meant to be just for their supplement magazines, meant to be like a three-page feature in their supplement magazine. It then got bumped to the cover of that supplement yeah. uh, because of how well it read. Yeah. Uh, and then that got bumped to a newspaper front front page cover mention with Paul's uh, wow. Fisher with his face on the cover of the newspaper. Very coincidentally <laughs> as well too, it ended up, being being on the cover of the Queen's Passing edition, Jesus. Uh, so obviously massively sad moment. Yeah. But the global circuit, the circulations of those of, of the figures of that it's huge edition was just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the piece ran extremely positive feedback uh, globally and from Paul's fan base as well. So then we got an email from. GQ Australia a couple of weeks after that piece run just said we saw the piece mm. we were we we've been considering who we want to be our artist of the year because they they decide one artist not like yeah. a nominations yeah. where you've got five acts that are up for it they just they decide which artist from the territories had they feel has had the most impact yeah. uh, on the world from uh, from that specific territory uh, and they said we saw the piece we loved it. Uh, and we'd like, and we would like to make Paul uh, GQ's artist, music artist of the year, mm. and that, and it's just, yeah, it's just massive moment for him. And I think, well, it's uh, a massive moment for everybody, right? It's not just for him; it's for you guys in the PR team. It's for the management. It's for the agents. It's all, all of these things. Carl, they all add up to be yeah. huge <clears throat> achievements in in careers, right? Exactly, that everyone can share on, uh, whether that's in the, whether that's a booking agent, whether that's a manager, whether that's yeah. a record label, whether that's a PR. But for me, getting nods like that, it really shows that what my business, mm. Listen Up, does. It's extremely, uh, it can be very beneficial to an artist's career and growth. Yeah not just as an, as an act starting off trying to break them, but as an act that's just becoming even bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Well, it is, it, uh, it kind mm. of, when you're in that, let's talk, let's talk about fish in that sense. You're all almost not in the artist realm. Now you're in like big time. Yes, of course he's an artist, uh, we, but we, it, it's, we don't pick. Yeah. It, it's way, way gone past some of the smaller things is if you're, if you're going with national newspapers and international press, like GQ is like, you're talking big, big movie star shit. Now you're, you're on other levels. Yeah. We don't, we don't pitch Paul as a, as a, as a music artist. We, yeah. we, 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 we pitch him as, a, as, as essentially as a, uh, and the looks that we want to go for, for him. I mean, he is, he is becoming a face of a country. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's true. Akin to Chris Hemsworth, yeah. or yeah, yeah. or a 
or Daniel Ricardo or yeah yeah like as a as a as a leader of his field so just the same how we pitch black coffee yeah. as well too yeah uh, it's pretty amazing and, isn't it realistically like in how electronic music has evolved from when like from when we we first started to where it is now and kind of the influence some of the biggest people some of the biggest artists in our genres can have on the world let alone just in the the small industry of what we are but like the likes of black coffee the likes of fisher like they're they're kings in their own countries from their own countries well it's just it's just massively inspirational stories and everyone wants it's like a film or a tv show you want no one likes it when the end of White Lotus when someone dies, <laughs> do they? So sorry, very topical this week. But like, I was like, why do you have to kill her up? Like, everyone, you want you want the lead character to do well, yeah. Uh, and and I feel that yeah, man, we work in like a. I mean, it's very exciting the world that we work in, isn't it? It's like I think, especially now, more so um, with. The likes of like the commercialization of dance music to a to another level for me, and this is my opinion. It's not necessarily true, but like with the likes of Beyonce making a dance record, with the likes of Drake making a dance record, like it's your whatever opinion you you're you're of the music. We're all entitled to that, but like just having that alone when you have pop stars that are way bigger than a, a pop star, they're icons in our generation making realistically underground music and also getting the people from the underground music industry to make that music for them and, and to kind of collaborate. I think that is a telling sign of that our industry is at a point where we are extremely commercial and in a positive way like i know commercial is thrown around in a negative way in a lot of ways but personally i think it's fucking amazing good records good records amazing productions amazing production it doesn't matter what genre it's for uh i think that we're just at the moment with regards to electronic music dance music we're just in i mean there's a global pandemic. There's a lot of people that yeah. music's made by an individual or just a couple of groups of individuals in the studio. We're seeing the fruits of that labor come through. Yeah. I mean, look at the breakout global dance music records this year. You've got like, especially with regards to the UK, you've got like Eliza Rose, LF system, like breaking yeah. all kinds of like UK chart records, uh, with very, very underground dance records, no yeah. featured artists on that very stripped back uh yeah and going on to be global smashes it's really so, interesting it's really interesting to see how it's going because we had that in the in the 90s and early 2000s right with dance music in the uk it had like a, a moment where it was in the charts all over the place etc cetera, etc cetera, and it kind of dipped off <clears throat> and now it's kind of come back and it's all realistically very ravey 90s sounding records yeah i don't think the pandemic it's, it's no coincidence that the, 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 that there was a pandemic in the middle of that so we want to go out and have fun 
Don't I? Yeah, but I, I totally agree. But I also, I also think like the people making the records weren't even necessarily born in the nineties to a certain extent. And I think it's, it's a really interesting topic because like the, a lot of the references that people are referencing and sampling and making records to sound like, let's look at trick, for example, Patrick's label, like what he's done in part as part of the culture has created a record label that realistically sounds extremely 90s but a lot of the people that are listening to it now didn't even know the original records that they're all being referenced and i think that's really interesting now because you have the old rave days of the 90s that are now almost coming back to people that didn't even know about the rave days in the 90s apart from the older people in the industry but it's it's really interesting well look at you Look at fashion sense. I know, right? Saying. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's just, yeah, it's cyclical, isn't it? So yeah. uh, you could take a snapshot of a, a of a I don't know, Fantasia rave, yeah, X amount of years ago, and you take a snapshot of like of a crowd at a UK trip show in yeah. Cardiff or Manchester or whatever, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty similar, isn't it? I was in, so, I was yeah. at the gym this morning and this like kid came in and I say kid he was in school uniform and he had curtains like his hair was like curtains like boy band and I'm like <laughs> that used to be fashionable and it's back fashion again and I was like what the fuck happened because it's the worst haircut ever but still <laughs> the McDonald's end yeah it's so curses. bad. Yeah. So bad. I remember my brother had that when I was younger, and it was we just ripped. We just sound old. Will will stand shit like that though. Now, don't we, man? Mate, I'm bold <laughs> as fuck. I'd have him if I could. <laughs> but, you yeah. take the curtains. <laughs> yeah, literally, mate. I, if I could have a full head of hair, I'd love it. It's like all these, all the Australians with Af- with um with mullets at the moment. I'm just like, guys, what what's this about? It's fucking mullets Bring everywhere. Back. I don't know. Nuts. I don't know. But um yeah, man, it's a it's a really interesting time. And I guess <clears throat> on a business sense, how do you see the 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 change in the mediums that are reaching out to you to kind of talk talk to you about these artists? Uh <clears throat> again a good record always shines through. Mm. So I think with us and my business, especially in North America, we're we're dealing more and more with North American TV yeah. and, and 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 late night TV, wow. and whether that's performances or whether that's couch time, mm. couch time essentially sitting there and being interviewed by yeah. whoever's TV show it was. I mean, dance music's always been there, yeah. and it's always had opportunities on those platforms and shows, but. Just for me and my experience with my business, we're securing more and more looks with with our talent in that world yeah. than ever before, mm. uh, which is very exciting. Because for me in North America, like that's like that's that's the peak moment of mass exposure. Totally being able to being able to perform your record on a daytime North American TV show or a late night. Yeah, TV show, which obviously they have a massive viewership yeah. on whatever channel that they're on or whatever on-demand service yeah, that they're yeah. on. 
but then obviously with social media that's amplified tenfold yeah. as well now too so i think uh, it's, the, it's, it's so. the associations as well isn't it it's like it's like the grammy nominations it's like winning a grammy like it's that achievement on as an artist that you that a lot of artists kind of want and aspire to to achieve purely because of what happens afterwards and i think a late yeah, it's night a stamp show of a, it's a stamp of approval exactly, isn't yeah. it yeah. so uh so that's it's very exciting working in that world even more and seeing that attention on the what my my business does various different works various different genres of the music yeah uh, but dance has always been an electronics always been our core. Yeah. So, so I'd say that's a that's a that's a relatively kind of recent trend that we're seeing and changing. And obviously, too, over the years, the influence of social media more. So, yeah, with regards to Instagram and TikTok and yeah. navigating those worlds as well too, uh, and editorially as well too. Yeah. So you might not even do a feature now with. A specific platform for their website you might you'd prefer to do that with whatever their what their whatever their social media pre- yeah, yeah. presence and your preferences on that so uh yeah two changes i feel that uh that we're seeing recent. yeah yeah totally did you guys or do you guys ever work in hip-hop yes a lot. Did that uh, did that change when you moved to North America? Uh I think that my I think that personally my eyes were on that genre more from moving here. Yeah. Uh we've worked with Doja Cat yeah. in we worked her in North America at the very start of her career. Mm. Uh and we we don't work her anymore in North America. Uh, but we, uh, but we still work here in the UK, rest mm. of the world. Uh, and I think for me being based here and having being able to have an instant connection with either an artist or a manager in that world, just being based here was meant that I could bring more of that business on board. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's been an amazing... I mean, the most exciting projects are projects that you work when you take them on and you just don't know where they're going to go and yeah. it's still growing and emerging and then you're like... Didn't see this one coming. Gra- yeah. <laughs> sitting at the Grammys and you're like, what this guy? And like, yeah, and especially even in those genres, yeah. in a sense, it's like, it's... Well, um, the blow-up is so, can be so big and <clears throat> literally overnight. And I don't mean that in a in a disrespectful way. It's like one minute you're hustling the next minute you are literally the biggest thing known to man at this at that being at that time yeah it's it's scary you've got to have a strong team around you Mm. and you've got to be and in terms of i think you're what you do when it comes to press promotions you have to be it's just so targeted and laser beamed into what you do because everything that you say is analyzed and amplified yeah. on, an, on an even larger scale. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so we do, we work a lot in hip hop. We yeah. work Blast, another one that's kind of come through in the UK yeah. office. He's had, he's had quite an exciting rise mm. of recent. Uh, we look, we work a lot of like UK hip hop artists like Ardy nice. in the UK office again. He kind of came from, uh, he's kind of had, 
had a quite a meteoric rise with the UK specifically yeah. over the over the past few years. Yeah. So, yeah. How how do you how do you manage like artist needs when it comes to press? Because I know like not everybody actually wants to do press as an artist. A lot of people kind of not a lot, but I don't know. You tell me. You probably know more about that than me. But like, <clears throat> I feel like there's a there's a balance for what an artist should do and shouldn't do. How do you guys manage that? Oh, I, I don't know. I kind of come at it with a, I feel with a slightly different standpoint mm. with, with a management size yeah. on a project. And what do they need to take their career to the next level Yeah, across all forms of, all forms of promotion, yeah. whether that's, or the services that I offer, we offer it, listen up, whether that's traditional print, online press, TV, promo, radio plugin, DSP, third party, DSP pitching or DJ club promo. Yeah. What do they need to get there to take their career to the next level, mm-hmm. no matter what level that, that, that they're at, yeah. uh, whether it's emerging acts or it's like we were David Guetta in the early stages of the business. And yeah. then we stopped working with David and then we started working with David again, like two years ago, yeah. which is like, you take on an act again at that, like at that, like peak level of their career. It's like, well, what can you what can, add? Yeah. To yeah. This? That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, what can you to do help, in that situation? Yeah. To help. Yeah. 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 To like take him to the next level or maintain his yeah. level of, or his level of success uh it's different so different mm. so bespoke with every single artist that you work on but i like to think if you come with, with, with a management size what do they need to, what do they need to help the various endeavors of their business yeah or where they want to take that where they want to grow their business or where they want to maintain their business as like top of the tree mm. uh uh then having a discussion with the talent and having a discussion with the management in terms of what that they're comfortable yeah. with doing. Because as you said, some artists don't want to do PR and promotion. They don't feel that they need to do it. Yeah. Uh, I feel that everyone needs it. In some level of capacity. <laughs> I mean, like, like it's, our company motto is like without promotion, nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, and, and I feel that that's very true. What's the, and there's this, shared this i don't really share a lot over my over my personal social media but there's this great video from tyler the creator to, giving a speech uh, i think it was like a complex con or something yeah. a year or so ago and he's like you, as an artist you spend time on this body of work mm-hmm. you put you put everything that you've got into this yeah and what are you going to do? You're going to be thirsty and you're not, and you're going to put it out to the world and you're not going to talk about it or promote it. Yeah. Are you like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, you're not proud of that. Like, and it doesn't matter how, how you do that in whichever small way it is or whichever way that you feel comfortable, whichever you yeah. feel comfortable to the scene or whatever that you're in to make something and to be so proud of that and to not want to talk about it it's yeah it's it's very just because you think that you're too cool for school or whatever or like oh that art that content that artist doesn't do it i couldn't be doing that Mm. it's baffling yeah 
to me. It 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 really is. Uh, yeah, I guess I've I guess yeah. you're one hundred percent right. I've never really looked at it like that to a certain extent. Obviously, I know promotion is key in everything. Like I know that, but I think <clears throat> it's if you believe in this music so much that you're making, why like are you willing to die on the hill for this record or for this album or for whatever you're you're working on? And I think, <clears throat> I don't know, what's, especially in the, in the electronic world as of now, like the turnaround for music is so fast, right? So like if you're releasing a record, not an album, just a single club banger, like realistically, if your record's not doing well after two weeks, you're kind of on to the next to a certain extent. Is that how you guys work or, or are you on a much long-term basis on working a record or working an artist? Like how, how does that work? Or like, are you taking on campaigns where it's like, okay, this artist has got 12 releases this year. Let's do overall. Like what is, what are we going to be doing for the next 12 months? How does that work? Again, it's, it's very bespoke to the, to, to the individual, the genre, and the body of work that you're, whether it's a single, whether it's an EP, whether it's an album, yeah, or whether it's a tour, yeah, whatever the focus point is of, of which that you're working. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, can you repeat the question again? We'll yeah, I guess I was. guess the the question was more so based on, um, how long are you working records for? for artists um when it when comes you're now, when you're now it's gonna pop essentially yeah so, or to yeah or, 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 or to or, or to die on the hill for it and just be like it's done it's game over let's move on to the next because i think let's it's like on. yeah i think when back let's talk back in the vinyl day is like it was a slower process right it was much slower to see a record pop off because it was just it was physical records now it's streaming you know roughly if a record's doing well in the clubs because of who's playing it and you know if a record's doing well on streaming or if a record's doing well on radio um but i guess the question is is like <clears throat> how do you manage that as a team to be like okay this record's probably done this what's what are we doing next what's it, how yeah. forward thinking are you guys looking well, I think, look, I think that with every artist, again, it's bespoke, there's a different barometer of yeah. success, isn't there? Really? With every single, with every single project, yeah. whether it's a, uh, whether, whether your dream goal for that record or that you is a B-port number one, yeah. like achieving that, or even if it's a number one in a certain genre, yeah. like that's, that's what you need or, or higher charting in that chart is going to take your, your career to the next level yeah or if you're a well a well-established act and it's like well this is record's got to be a hit it's got to yeah. be a pop monster and it's got to cross over and it's going to do x amounts of hundreds of millions of streams uh, and if it doesn't do that that's it's not been a success yeah uh there's pressure in both senses mm. isn't there yeah at the end of the day and there's an extremely amount of hard work that goes into achieving say both those goals i think that if uh, so, starting with starting with something that you want mainstream crossover appeal with, yeah. uh, 
and you're an established act and you're and that's your goal off the bat with that record i think that uh i think that you you know within the first few weeks if something's if, if something's gonna go yeah. or not i think you know those ki- those those key tastemakers mm. that you're approaching off the bat or your team is approaching for you off the bat whether that's radio producers radio show hosts journalists, freelancers, or key editors at mm. those DSPs, Spotify, Apple, yeah. Amazon, whatever. Like, if you've if you've had a strong launch, you're like, okay, cool. Like, those bastions of taste, if you will, have deemed <laughs> the your... The gatekeepers of this industry. Of, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have deemed your piece of work worthy, yeah. if you will. <laughs> uh, and then... And then that's when the fun starts. Yeah, just building, just just building and building and building on that. And obviously, you've got a very large team in place across the globe. Did it? And different territories take longer to pop than others. Definitely. Like, man, trying to break a record in North America is crazy. Fucking impossible. I mean, like yeah. you're talking, if you get coast to coast, you're talking like six months. Yeah. To like to even get the thing to like, especially with dance music, to like get the thing to like, or whatever specialist genre it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, to get the record to build and, and grow mm. with us at rhythm radio, whether it's at dance, electronic radio, or whatever. <clears throat> and also the cost US for that as well. Which, yes, it's a lot of money. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you got to have a, you, you got to have some people. Well, if you want, if you're an artist and you want to put your money where your mouth is and kind of back it, cool. Uh, but I mean, if you want to do that kind of stuff in North America, you're getting into like. A lot. Six figures. Six figures. <laughs> territory. You better be selling tickets. Was... You better be selling tickets. Put it that it, way. It, 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 exactly that. There's only a few people that could do that yeah. or, or have, yeah. have the, yeah. Or like, cool, we're going to go for that. We're going to do that. The yeah. label might not believe in us, but we're gonna fuck it. it. We believe it. Yeah. We're going to do it and we're going to spend our own money. Yeah. Uh, there's only a few acts I've seen do that over the years. Uh, <clears throat> And there's usually very smart people behind that, and and it's and it's pain and it's worse. And I'm like, fuck yeah. For me, there's like it just I don't know. I've not even been involved in that project. I'm like, go on, smash yeah. it. Well, I think there's there's just, there's also a level of like fuck you to the corporation, right? especially with especially with dance music yeah. as well too, yeah. and coming from the scene that, and coming from the scene that they're in. Or like those records that I mentioned earlier, I don't think Eliza Rose and Anatis and those records started off their journeys. Or even like a lot of records that say Patrick puts out on yeah. Trick, if you will, like Airwolf, like Paradise, yeah, or yeah. <clears throat> uh, like that record, or you and McVicker when yeah, those McVicker. records started their journeys, they they made those records thinking that they were going to be crossover hits, did they? So they yeah. were just quality records. Patrick had a great A and R ear to sign those records. And, uh, well, he started those records journeys from him yeah. hammering those in his sets mm-hmm. and being, and it being a strong idea. I mean, those records started their journeys way before eight months before, eight months before they even were, yeah, yeah. were technically released, yeah. if you will. And then they started their journeys and then bigger corporations maybe came in, saw that there was potential in those records, that there was hype around then yeah. and that they could, that, as an independent label himself and an independent label owner, he wasn't he wouldn't be able to do all the work himself for yeah. them to be able to cross over. He needed help from a larger organization to do that. And yeah. I know that he did that and that paid off. Uh 
yeah so uh so it's definitely worth yeah, it. every record it's every record's different isn't yeah, it? yeah. Will, at the end yeah. of the day and you've seen that with your records over the years totally so totally. Uh, you never know you never fucking know i literally before we had a conversation i had a meeting with my label guys and you're just like you never know it's like you can have everything aligned you can have you can tick of all the boxes you can have everything and then you release the record and nothing happens and you just you just you literally never know and i think that's the amazing thing but also the most annoying thing about this industry is that yeah it is that's a frustrating i mean your record on tricks ticking over great numbers it's ridiculous it It makes zero sense makes zero sense (laughs) i made that record in half an hour and it's like makes zero sense (laughs) and it's like consistently like you look at the chart and it's like man those numbers are like they're better than a lot of pop numbers it's like it's like pop records it's like the fourth biggest record on trick and like it's not had a single bit of radio play it's not had a single push with like from like a major or anything it's mad but but it's just gone on to become extremely popular. Yeah, I got I got lucky. So. It it the, the streams like let's be real, the streams finished at two hundred and fifty thousand when we when a few months after release, it just died completely in the water. And then two months later it got put number one on Techno Bunker for a month at number one. And on Spotify, which at that time that playlist was huge. And yeah, it it always did well in my sets, but it no DJs were really playing it apart from Patrick. Um, it was big in my sets. It was big in his sets, but that was it really. Um, it got a bit of press on it when it first came out um, in like Germany, and then yeah, techno bunker number one, and it now is doing stupid streams. And you, but there was nothing that we did that would have influenced that. Like it was just luck. Sometimes they just go. Yeah. yeah there's a massive element of luck. Um, I'd say like how much, so, how much percentage do you, would you say is luck? I would say like 95%. It's high. <laughs> like there's a, there's, there's a, I think that having a very strong team around you massively helps and it means that you're going to get heard above doesn't have to be a massive team but you know having a strong team around you uh who know what they're doing it's i would say is the the, well it's 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 the best thing that you can have as an artist uh but yeah there's a massive amount of love in it if a record's going to go or not or if it gets picked up or played or whatever so it's uh what makes it fun it? yeah think. man and it makes it fun but it also makes it stressful which makes it even like yeah. <laughs> if you want to do it like like for example for example like my not the release that's just come out but my release throw your soul down that came out like a couple of months ago like that is tanked on spotify but we did like 850 radio plays in the first month like worldwide and you're like that's fucking unheard of for a dance record like legit radio plays in Europe and the UK. And you're like, how, how did this happen? And then Spotify does like, it's not even, it's like done 200,000 streams. 
It's again. It's just. I think it's just, It's what do you classify as a level of success? success exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. How, how... you're very ambitious. But you're very ambitious, Will, and you and and you want everything, and as you should, and as your team do as well too. They want everything to pop. Yeah. You want it popping on DSPs. You want it popping at radio. You want it popping at press. You want all of those areas of of hype to be. Mm. I think I think <clears throat> that's the thing. Is like. It's the, well, I'm sure you see it every day and I, I know you'll like it in your business as well. It's like, it's, if, if I succeed, everybody succeeds around me and I want everyone to su- succeed around me more than they probably want themselves to succeed. And I think the only way for that to happen is for me to succeed. So it's that want for, and I'm sure it's the same with you is like, if you got, let's say for instance, like you guys getting fish gq and everything like that like that looks great for your business and it looks great for your team and it make it means that other people will look at your business and you guys will succeed even more from that and i think that is the 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 level of success is not necessarily about making a shit ton of money or anything like that but it's that's part of it and we'll we're still in the music business we're not we're not just doing this for fun. We do it because we love it, but it's still a business and you still have to earn money. If you do good work and you're a part of a certain few that's, a, that's achieving their best in that specific field yeah. that they work in and you, have a very, and you have a basic business knowledge, you will do well yeah. at business. You will make money. Yeah. It's, uh, but it all starts with the quality of work 100%. at the end of the day. 100 percent, and the amount of work i think i think we we all know those people that are extremely talented or extremely uh gifted in whatever they want to do and put their hands to but they're just not willing to put the work in to get there and then there's the people that are willing to outwork anybody and will make sure that it things do well because of the the level of how they work yeah i uh i i, I agree with that so and you see those those particular artists, yeah, yeah, and projects rise to the top, yeah, one hundred all day, yeah, 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 totally. How um, I know you also kind of dabble into management as well, um, and managing artists. Was that something that you wanted to kind of always get into, or is that something that just came off the side of working in? with listen up and pr uh it's it it wasn't a specific career goal and aim of mine uh it's something in the last few years that i that i became more and more interested in yeah uh and i think it was definitely as my role developed in my own business as well too and seeing how to build an artist in a promotional sense from all not just pr but from all aspects of their career and being even more intrigued in that and wanting to learn as an individual as well too uh that it sparked my attention more with regards to management and as a and and as a role and what that undertakes on a day-to-day basis with an artist uh I had an opportunity with, I've been managing an act for three years now, uh, the 
an aqua snake it's very successful yeah uh electronic music pop production duo not just with regards to the music that they make but obviously with regards to their touring all aspects of their business as well so i've not i had an opportunity to take them on for management mm-hmm. and for me as a career challenge and for my own growth i uh i dove into it yeah uh and and i absolutely love it mm. it's and i think for me as an individual uh not just in terms of management but my pr and promotions business yeah. it's up to my skill set yeah I bet. which i kind of thought that i had a pretty good skill set yeah. i build a build a company to the size that it had done work on uh, arguably a, largest kind of players in the scene if you will mm. is bettered my role yeah. in that business even more so in what way because uh, i uh i think just i go into a meeting now and i just i, I know what I, I know what an artist wants yeah instantly yeah off the bat uh in terms of in terms of their pr promotions yeah. and exposure so and how and, and how i build that artist yeah in a in the best sense so what that and what their other and what their, the other facets of their business needs mm. for them to grow. So, yeah, yeah. what do you? What does? What do their agent need mm. to get them better billing? Yeah, more money. Yeah, better gigs, better promoters. What does the record? What do they need to either better their relationship with their current record label or yeah. get an even better deal? Yeah. Uh, what do they needed? Same on the flip with regards to their publishing. Yeah. For example, so. Their branding, if yeah. they want to get in the branding or fashion or whatever their personal interests are, mm. uh, I think that having that management skill set, and I'm very fortunate that I get to manage a very, very established act yeah. that have achieved amazing things in their career. They've their biggest record, all my friends, is Huge. on 800 million catalog streams. <laughs> so they have. It's wild. Uh, they have won. They have won Ivan Novello right yeah. awards. They have performed on late night TV in North America. They've mm-hmm. done Jimmy Kimmel twice. They have played at pretty much every major North American festival, mm-hmm. uh, not just dance but multi genre as well. So, uh, being able to work on an act like of, of that size on a day to day basis, and not just dance music, the records that they make, they have very exciting large pop features yeah. on. They just had Beer and Lucky Day feature on their last record. Lucky Day's up for a whole host of Grammys. They've worked, they've had lots of Anderson Pack and Chance yeah. the Rapper and yeah, amazing pops, amazing pop stars work on feature on their records previously. Yeah. Uh, again, just betters my insight into, into my PR business or an artist wanting to grow to that or an artist yeah. that's on that level as well too. Uh, yeah, so I think that what excites me most about management is just as big, you're in that center of that spider's web and you get to work on everything. Yeah, uh, You might not be great at everything and you might not like <laughs> certain parts of that business, yeah, but you got you got no choice but no. to just, <laughs> to just <laughs> do it <laughs> in a sense and do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And if you have people that can help you, uh, because they have more experience than you, or they that's their area of expertise. Then, man, just use them. Go so, 
Yeah. No harm in asking. No, and I think that's the thing is like, it's like going into any relationship, right? You know that that person, well, maybe you don't. And I think this is the thing that kind of artists struggle with at the beginning of their career and still, still in far into their career, they expect their manager to be able to do everything. And I think that there's very high expectations in managers from the artist's point of view, because I think there comes a point when people see, oh, I've got a manager now, my career is going to blow the fuck up. And that's definitely not the case. Like 100%. A manager is the clues in the name. They manage your career. They don't make your career. Um, Well, the artist's the boss. Exactly. The talent's the boss. Exactly. At the end of the day. Yeah. All you can do as a manager is just help guide and advise yeah. them to make the best decisions for their career and what they're comfortable with. Yeah. In a sense. Would would you ever think about taking on somebody brand new? Uh, 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 and, or do you? That's off the, just fresh. Completely. Yeah, that you're just like, fuck me, I love that music. Yeah, of course. This is like, I'm... I, I love A&R. It's yeah. one of the it's it's one of the most fun things about this business. Yeah, as I, as I kind of touched on it earlier, Will, with Listen Up, yeah. like the most exciting projects that, that that we've worked as a business. It's those projects that you start, maybe not like completely brand new, mm. but very fresh, very yeah. emerging. Being able to take that to wherever you take it in their mm. career, oh man, it's like it's, it's the most most satisfying thing yeah, you can bet. do in a job isn't it really what's what's been so, I, this is such a cliche question but i'm just intrigued for my own selfishness what is a a project that like stands out to you where you're like i'm so fucking proud of what we've done from the beginning to where we're at now a black coffee yeah you guys are definitely yeah we're <clears throat> we're very proud of that project christian listen up christiana's amazing as well She's a she's a lovely woman and she's and she's extremely talented. Yeah, yeah. but what she does, uh, and I feel that the way that that project's just grown yeah. over the year, over X amounts of years, and the loyalty that they've shown to my business yeah. as well too, it's uh, like yeah, I don't know. You see it in this industry, like like someone becomes successful and then they're like, okay, cool. They're kind of they might go and work with new people they want to try things out or whatever like everyone makes the decisions that they may but i'm a firm believer that if you do good work and you provide good work and you're doing things differently and you're taking those careers to the next level there's no need to change anything like you'd be crazy to at the end of the day you've got a strong team it's core there they're so passionate about what you do yeah do everything that you can to keep that team together and uh, yeah, they're they're a very prime example mm. of that. We've we've been involved since day dot mm. in that, and they signed record deals and they went to majors and major labels were like, "Oh, do you want to work with our in-house person because they've done this, that, and the other?" And they, as a team, were like, "Nah, we we're working with James and yeah. we're working with Listen Up and we're working with his team yeah. because they've been with us since the start and they're providing yeah. great results." For us, so for us to start that project when it was a very, it was a fresh, it was emerging, there was hype around it, but like not obviously to the levels of what we're at now. Yeah. And to like 
seven, eight years later to, for that to kind of encapsulate it when you're winning a Grammy and for Best Dance Electronic Album this year. Yeah. And you look at your contemporaries around you that are nominated in that category and there's <clears throat> probably 50 people attached to that project yeah. and they've all had a very important part to play mm-hmm. in that project. Yeah. But when you look at our little row and there's just like seven of us sitting there. Yeah. Uh, Nessie, Sana Sona, Christiana, car agent, myself, Charlotte, who runs my LA office. Like, special. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very special. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you can't put a price on that feeling. It's, and, uh, I can imagine. And that project I've seen f- grow and grow and grow over the years and to levels to which you never expect. And there's not, it doesn't happen often in this industry, in life, that somebody becomes that popular and that achieves that much in a lifetime. And it's, re- it's really special. And I can imagine it's an amazing feeling being part of that team. 100%. And has not and has not shifted or changed their musical direction. Not at all. For, for, for anyone. They've not no. compromised no. on anything but I think, whatsoever. I think that's, that's really interesting. Unique. Yeah, it's, it's really unique, but it's also like... It's a very m- mature artist that does that. And I don't mean that in an, yeah. a, in an age form. Like... I. He, we know he's older as an artist, but it, it comes it, from experience. And yeah. it comes from having a very strong head of knowing what's going to work. This is the and journey. What do. Yeah, this is what's going to work, and I'm going to stick to this. Yeah, I've always said that uh, about Chemical Brothers. Um, where there's not many artists around that you can say this is that person's record. The Chems for me, you can hear a Chems record from a mile away, and you know when that album drops on your Spotify or on the shelves, you know exactly what you're going to get and it's going to be fucking amazing and it's going to give you some surprises that you weren't going to expect. It's the same for Black Coffee. It's For me, it's the same with the kind of music crew at this moment in time. Like, there's a few people out there that that are doing it very well um, and they're not chasing fashion. Well, for an artist to be able to create your own genre, yeah. in a sense, yeah. a subgenre within a genre, yeah. I mean, what an amazing feeling yeah. that must be, mustn't it? So, I mean, obviously you can win awards and have accolades and you can make money and whatever, but to be able to like, but you, as you've just touched on there, we're with Chemical Brothers for yeah. not a genre, it's Chemical Brothers. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. it. And it that's uh if, kind of going into these points that we're talking about with career satisfaction etc and stuff yeah. that's uh for, for an artist that that's got to be one of the peaks yeah isn't it yeah man like i think that's it is it comes a lot up on this podcast and i talk about this in with my mates and stuff like that it's the whole live show it's the whole it's the whole people were buying hard tickets to see you that you're not they're not just going to a club to see you they're buying hard tickets to see you they're going out of their way to buy tickets to come to uh, whoever show you are and i think that for me is like the most pinnacle of success as an artist um where 
it's not a club that is based on walk up. Uh, it's it's a venue based. It's a on, concert. It's yeah, a concert. It's, yeah, it's, a it's show. yeah. People people are excited that they've they've worked hard. Yeah, they've bought your ticket. They've bought that ticket and they've bought that ticket to just come and see. Yeah, you one specific. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that. That is that must be an amazing feeling for an artist, whether that's to a room of two hundred people, whether that's to a stadium of X. Yeah, of yeah. X amounts of tens of thousands. So. There's always more though. That's the thing, isn't it? Is I'm sure I'm sure you come across that all the time. There's like, okay, we've we've achieved this, but what's next? And what's next? And it never stops. There's always a what's next, Will, isn't there? So everyone wants to know what's next. Yeah, you go course. back to press and I'd like and our business and when you when my staff, directors, heads of department, press managers, when they're speaking to a journalist, they're like, Oh, this is cool, but what's next? It's like <laughs> I know there's so many like record label ours. Like they've got that poster, haven't they? Yeah. They're like, I like this. What's what next? is it? What's next? Yeah. On their posters of their walls. So uh, everyone wants to, yeah. Everyone wants it. Yeah. Um, last last but not least, I want to touch on like for emerging artists in PR. When is when is a good time for an artist to come to you guys or come to a PR agency and, and really start work on PR? Because I don't think it's something that you you need to start with. No, I wouldn't, in a sense. Yeah. I think that you've got to have... Uh, <clears throat> you've got to have a solid product yeah. there, in a sense. I think that... And that's just not a piece of music. Uh, you've, just got, you've got to be very confident with your branding, I feel, too. So I think that... Imagery, you don't need to be worried about stats or whatever or accolades that you've achieved today. I think that the project's got to look the pro, for, for you to get the most value out of employing a PR company, your project's got to look somewhat polished, yeah, if you will, to, to stand out from your mm. from your from your contemporaries. Uh so whether that's fresh shots, whether that's one sheets, whether that's a strong biography as well, too. Uh, having a very strong identity of what your story is or working with that company to help you build out your yeah. story and what you're most comfortable as an artist telling because you have to talk about it. You're going to get asked about it. Yeah. So uh, you should want to come with a, <clears throat> with a well put together and honest answer because the minute that you just divert from that, just you'll get found out instantly. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to be something that you're not uh, – and obviously you've got you should have a you should have a solid body of work there mm. as well too. It kind of goes back to the question of okay, cool. If you're if you're an artist just kicking off your career, like, okay, cool, this is cool, but what's next? Yeah. If you haven't gotten what's next to tell people whether that's or this is my release that's coming in, I don't know, coming in January. 2023 and then i've got this is coming in march 2023 yeah you just got and or, or even if you haven't you you know someone and you haven't even got any tour gigs or anything like that you've got to have a little bit of what's next yeah uh for someone to feel this obviously there's so much competition mm-hmm. now and for, to have a specific editorial platform come on board and freelancer come on board and not even just champion you. Yeah. They don't have to become a, a, a diehard fan off the bat, but to see that you're doing what you're doing is exciting, yeah. and it's uh, yeah, and they're just 
you don't have, it doesn't have to be a point of difference mm. from anything else that's out there it's just it's quality above yeah uh your contemporaries mm. uh yeah i would uh, come with some meat to the bun mm. if you will that that's how you'll get the most value out of an organ out of an organization yeah like like mine being able to tell a story even if it's just a bit of a story uh i feel was i feel was very important we just come into someone with i've got this single and i want to release it and it's coming out and that's it it's just you yeah you might be disappointed you might think that oh, if i'm gonna pay this company x amount of money they're gonna like they're gonna change my pr perception overnight that things take time yeah yeah, yeah. With anything, it takes time to build relationships. Yeah, off the bat, and it might not be on this first record. It might, and don't get disappointed if it's a slow start yeah. on that. You, you're just starting off. Totally. Uh, uh, yeah, it takes time to cultivate relationships mm. across all areas of this industry, and yeah, definitely with press. Yeah. So just be patient with it. Uh, but yeah, come with a bit, come with some meat to the bone on it. And, I, uh, I think it's a story. process as well, right? Because I think like, let's just use Mac, Mix Mag Cover for example, right? They still do it, right? Do they? Uh, yeah, it's not in print at the moment. Yeah. It's online, but it's uh, but it's I mean, look, it's it's it, it's a high accolade that most electronic artists Want. aspire to yeah. achieve in their career. Like, yeah. there's twelve. They do it monthly. It's twelve a year. Like to get that is such a hard thing. You have to be achieving so many things to get to that point to have that. And I think that's the thing is like what you're saying about go with me on the bone is like, I know I've gone into press with way higher expectations previously in the past to what I technically was ever going to get. And I think it's about looking at yourself in the mirror and being truly realistic to yourself and going, what is an artist like me going to get press wise? And if the goal's this, but we're achieving this, it's probably because I'm only supposed to have this. Um, I think it's just about being realistic as an artist on what your expectations are of people around you and the team around you. Yeah, I think being realistic is is key, but you should always push yourself. I think if you push yourself, you're not going you're not you're not going to take your career onto high onto high levels totally. at the end of the day. But I, and you can set that high you can set that high goal. Yeah. But what are you, what are the building blocks that you need to achieve exactly. to get there? Yeah. And do that. So we've only just achieved that with Dom Dollar, for example, yeah. who's having a massive amount of success. In North America now, yeah, and uh, and it's starting to have very very sizable success globally as yeah. well too. We've only just achieved his first cover, yeah, for March next year. Uh, it's taken time, yeah. to do that, and really like strategically, like chip and chip and chip and chip away, yeah, if you will. Uh, and then we finally got what we wanted. Mm. It wasn't easy. Like it's not like off the bat. Like oh yeah, we love that act. Cool, yeah, we're gonna yeah, pop yeah. them on the cover. Bam! It's uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, but there's a lot of success there, of course, as well. Then. And and I think that's the there's, thing. There's a lot of meat on the bone. Using your example, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about, and there's a lot of things to 
to show that it's worth it and that people care. Because realistically, press is a business as well, right? A magazine is a business. It's like at the end of the day, you want as many listeners or readers or clicks as possible. Who's going to get you that? The biggest artist in the world. Or if it's a new emerging artist, it's got to be a story that that someone's interesting. they might not have heard that name, but they're going to pick up that cover exactly, and they're going to want to they're going to read that tagline and they're going to dive into that and yeah, they're going to be it's it's going to be aspirational yeah in some way whether that's I don't know whether that's an art whether that's young artists starting off their career and they're wanting to know about yeah. that artist and what their journey was to get to that cover moment totally. or it's just. A, a raver of fan they just love dance music yeah. and uh and they just want to have a better connection yeah. with an artist if yeah. you will and so that when they're going and seeing that specific artist at a show they're like they feel that they know them yeah. in some capacity or, or there's a there's a level of warmth there yeah isn't it it's yeah. not a cold relationship totally. it's, the it's, artist might not know them but they definitely know the artist through reading that it's layers um, isn't it it's it's layers of like an onion and there's fans at every different layer in that onion until you get to the core of it and where the artist is. And when somebody likes you, it's like everyone, you listen, you hear a record on the radio, you hear a record on a film, on a TV show, on Spotify, randomly pop up, you look at who it is because you like it. You then dig deeper into the person. You then see, oh, they're playing my show. Oh, they've done this, they've done that. And you, and you kind of dig deeper. And I think that is press is a layer of that where you get to know the artist on a deeper level especially with the mix mags and the dj mags the resident advisors the 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 press outlets that have been around for years in electronic music where people trust and people go to that for that and they they see their favorite artists do a piece with them and they go i know that I know that magazine, I know that that medium of press, I'm going to go and watch, listen, read, whatever, and consume that because I know I'm going to enjoy it. It's super important. Agreed. Mate, we've just done over an hour and 20 minutes. Wonderful. Let's let's do one. Thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure. Lovely to see you. Yeah, you too, mate. Lovely to catch. I'm um, lovely to catch up. Are you coming back to the UK for Christmas at all? Uh, I'm flying in and out. I'm flying in on the 22nd. Yeah. So just, uh, I haven't done a Christmas in England for about four years. Yeah. So uh, that'll be nice. Nice. So yeah, just a, just a very brief one, and then off a nice, off on off on a nice winter holiday. Where are you going? For a break. I'm going to Maldives oh, for a week. Nice. <laughs> yeah no not messing around <laughs> uh i'm back in la like the around the 5th 5th of january for a couple of days so if you're back I'm, I'm, yeah i'm back I'm, I'm, i'll get back on the fourth i'd love to see you and ryan yeah mate let's go for some food let's do it for a bit for a bit of food he lives very close to me now he's like 15 minutes oh really so easy you can even come and see the sea so i've moved to hermosa beach now oh uh, have you you enjoying it yeah he mentioned yeah. you live like right by the ocean yeah, I'm like five houses to the sand. It's Man, nuts. That's beautiful. He came for a surf. He came for a surf on Saturday, but there's no bloody waves. <laughs> he said it was freezing as well. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, cold, no waves. He was very, uh, yeah, 
Moody. You know Ryan. Yeah. He was, Pissed. well, yeah, I think he was happy to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Good times, man. Um, mate, thank you so much exactly. for coming on. How can people follow you? How can people be in touch with the company? How can people kind of get involved with, with all of that? Uh, you can find us on our website, which is uh, listen-up.biz. You can uh, you can find us on Instagram, Listen Up Biz, uh, same Twitter as well too. Uh, if you are a new artist, we have a new music email, which is newmusic at listen-up.biz. That goes to uh, all of the key department heads at Listen Up. Uh, we listen to everything that comes in so uh, and we try to reply to everything that comes in even if it isn't right uh i feel that that's very important yeah to do that uh so uh yeah that's uh, that's how you can reach us essentially awesome. so awesome i'm gonna start sending music to that now i'm just under random just names under random just under names. pseudonyms yeah. just to test me i'll be so, like calvin harris under Calvin Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, thank you so much. Keep safe. Have a great Christmas and I'll see you soon. Legend. Thanks very much. Big for love, mate. mate. See you in a bit. Bye. Fun and that is a wrap. Big love to James for coming on. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us a subscribe. Give us a review. See you in 2023. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.